Thank you for joining us today on Property Talk from Louise's Lounge. My name is Louise Heatley and I'm Managing Director of Exclusive Links Real Estate. With over 16 years experience in the real estate market, I know a few things and I know a few people. And through the series of podcasts, we are going to bring you some insights into the real estate market, some interesting topics, some guest attendees, and it's also an opportunity for you to meet some of the team. Our guest today has been in Dubai for 15 years and has worked in several industries all related to the real estate market, working closely with the government and aiding property sales with title exchange and smooth and unbiased transactions. I'd like to welcome Tristan, the director of Domain Conveyancing, the largest independent conveyancing company in the Middle East. So thank you for joining us today, Tristan. And Pleasure. tell us a little bit about your company and the services that you do. Uh, so Domain Conveyancing is a predominantly a conveyancing company. Uh, I started the company in 2018. Uh, I've been in the industry for over 10 years now, 15 years I think it is. Um, so essentially we predominantly do conveyancing. Uh, for those that don't know about conveyancing, that is essentially uh, once an agent finds the buyer and seller, we then assist with the contract work, holding the deposit, and essentially managing the whole process so that uh, there's a non-biased third party between the agents, the buyer, the seller, uh, to manage the whole process. Mm. And obviously, as a service company, why would people go to an external conveyancing company rather than actually use the real estate agents to do the conveyancing of their sale transaction? Uh, I mean, the whole idea of having a, a conveyancer is to provide a third party, non-biased, somebody who's not looking out for the agent, someone who's not looking out for the buyer, the seller, the bank, the developer. In Dubai, we have a huge amount of different parties involved and everyone's looking after their own best interests. Our job is to make sure that whatever's agreed in the contract, uh, that's what's followed. So essentially, we make sure that each step is completed properly, you know, nobody's uh, paying people off or doing the wrong thing in order to get NOCs from developers and making sure the banks are doing the correct thing. Um, that's, that's primarily our, our goal. So just to make sure that at the end of a transaction, the buyer gets a clean and clear mm. property. It's very yeah. impartial advice. And would you say also that you have the better connections with maybe the developers, with the mortgage companies? Yeah. Do you have a little bit of... Yeah, essentially. I mean, obviously doing 50, 60 deals a month, uh, we have better contacts in banks, better contacts with developers. We know what to look out for in a deal. So a lot of agents use us to structure deals as well. So what happens is if you have a, a slightly more complex deal, we can assist with uh, the knowledge that we have from doing it so many times to structure it and make sure that the, the proper processes and proper protections for the buyer and seller, uh, and it just makes the deal go smoother. Mm. When somebody knows what steps are going to follow, knows the little catching points, that, that helps the deal go through more smoothly. Yeah. Um, and that's the goal. Like We're not here to hinder a deal, we're here to help it go smoothly. Uh, and and complete properly. And how yeah. complicated are the deals at the moment? <laughs> so because of the, the market right now, um, they're quite complex. So obviously the sellers right now, everyone's trying to find the peak of the market. Everyone wants to sell at the top. Um, so the, the sellers that are selling right now are definitely 
you know, uh, I had a phone call yesterday. A guy has uh, a divorce case. He's been given the property. Um, so essentially, you know, there's a lot that we need to go into about uh, completing the divorce procedure and, and making sure that the property goes into his name. So these are the kind of deals that are in the market right now. They're, they're not easy ones. Mm. Uh, obviously, once we get a little bit higher in the market, I believe that a lot of other sellers will, will come into the market. Um, but right now, the deals are not the easiest. Yeah, yeah, not the easiest ones, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of company sellers and things like that in the market right now as well, which always, you know, if you don't know the company documents, if you don't do it on a daily basis, uh, you know, it's very easy, isn't it, just to miss one thing that just can delay. One thing can mean someone's got to pay, like I had one company, they had to do uh, $250,000 worth of company documents. So if you mess up one document, they have to reorder all of those again. Yeah. So it's very important to have somebody involved who understands what's needed. Uh, I used to manage one of the trustee offices as well a long time ago, so I kind of have a good understanding and with my you know, all the deals that we do, I have a good knowledge of what the DLD is looking for. Yeah, yeah. you can wear the different Not just hats. me, but my team as well. Yeah. yeah, I think us as real estate agents as well, we do one part of the job well, and yeah. we obviously do um, um, contract your services for our clients because of exactly what you've said. Yeah. Um, there I are mean, a lot of, sorry. As an agent, just on that, like, I don't know why an agent would want to do the administrative work. You know, an agent is there to sell properties. Yeah. Uh, that's what you guys do best and that's what you should be focusing on. Why would you do the, you know, some of the cash cash deals are fast. They're two days, three days, yeah. But other deals where it's three months, two months of work, why would you spend all of that time doing the runaround? Yeah. Um, in my opinion, like you, you could make a lot more money just by using someone like us to do that back end side of things. Yeah, I think technically us as agents, we don't want to have that conflict. We want to get the deal across and exactly what you said, our specialty is actually selling. Um, we're not conveyancers, so to employ the experts, um, yeah. as you say, for everything you've actually discussed. In regards to current buyers in the market, there's been a huge influx of buyers from Europe. Yep. So they're in a little bit of a different boat where they're new to Dubai, they're not residents of Dubai. So what type of services other than the sale transaction do you offer? Maybe client, yeah. new people I mean, coming? It's amazing right now what new blood is coming yeah. into Dubai. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had one agent who sold out an entire development in three months all Europeans. Um, wow. So there's a massive amount of Europeans coming over. I think uh, coronavirus has played into the hands of the government very well. You know, they've managed it very well. We've got good healthcare, stuff like that. So um, that I believe has made a lot of people say, let's, let's come to Dubai and enjoy the sun. And you know, and that's good because it brings company setups that buy, people buy property. Um, you know, everything's good. Uh, as far as that goes. But um, yeah, the Europeans, there's, it's staggering how many, how many are coming in right yeah. now. They yeah. see a better lifestyle, don't yeah. they? They see, as you say, how the government's managed things and it's a, it's a good place to be right now. What we're helping a lot with right now is uh, bank accounts are very difficult to open for a non-resident. So you have like a chicken leg situation where they want to buy a property here, but they can't bring the money in. So we can provide a service where we receive the funds. Uh, there's a lot that goes on with that. Obviously, we have to pass KYC and AML. There's a very strict process and um, 
it's getting stricter as well. Mm. Um, which I think is good as well because, yeah, because it brings more stability to the market. So the st more stable the money is and the more s less likely people are to put their money in, take it out of Dubai, yeah. it just creates a better market for us in the real estate market. So it's, it's all good. But um, yeah, so we can receive the funds as long as they pass those KYC and AML. And that's a huge uh, thing because we've got a lot of buyers, but it's how do they get their money across into Dubai exactly. so you can actually take yeah, that. Yeah, okay. and then what we would do is uh, kind of do a seamless process where we do the contract, we hold the deposit, they send it to our account, we issue all the manager's checks, we manage the whole process, so uh, the conveyancing part of it. Um, it. It gives them a little bit of uh, peace of mind to know that someone's looking out for them. Mm. A lot of them don't come to the country to do this. Some of them just, you know, uh, do a viewing through... Uh, Virtual to us. Yeah, yes. through one of the one of the portals and then... Um, yeah, they send me the money, it gets purchased straight away, and I can help with visas as well. So You act as power of attorney first? Yes, yeah, so, so we would take power of attorney off them and then purchase the property and uh, get them a visa if that's what they want okay. as well. I think the visas as well are becoming a more needed thing because once they have that visa, then they can open a bank account. You know, And if they nice. want to open a second property, like not doing myself out of business, but they can <laughs> then do it, do it themselves, you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation mm -hmm. where first you need to buy the property, get the visa, uh, and then, you know, you can open the bank, bank account. account. And, yeah. So it's yeah. so that they eat. Yeah. Tell so us a little bit about the visas. What, what are the options? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of rumours flying around, but the main ones right now are the three and five year. Uh, the three year is a one million investment. Um, and is that one million cash finance, as in not cash, as in? So you can get it with a mortgage, but you have to have put in one million of your own money. So okay. if you're getting a mortgage, you have to have put in one million of your own money. Okay. Um, so the property value would be a lot more on top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, there's there's little things that you need to do. You need to get permission from the bank, and obviously, if you've got a mortgage, you're probably a. a resident and maybe you've lost your job so you have to go to your bank and say to them I need to get uh, an NOC so so it can be a little bit difficult mm. uh, getting those approvals from the bank but um, yeah definitely the most popular are the three-year the five-year um, the five-year they just dropped to two million dirhams so it was five million it's now two million dirhams which is good as well and there's other ways as well you can put investments into fixed deposits um, in my opinion that's not really smart because you don't get any interest off the fixed deposits. Mm. You're better off buying a million dirham property and having some form of income from that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can go the fixed deposit. I haven't really done that many of them though because it's, it's dead money essentially. Are you uh, finding most of the clients from Europe are going this route, exactly this, where they're asking then for visas related yeah. to their property and that's yeah. them to come to Dubai? Yeah, a lot of people are coming here with the intention of just, you know, uh, I just want a small holiday house and then, you know, they're realising Dubai is a great place to live and the beaches and then suddenly they're buying another house and they're moving a lot of their operation here and they're starting a business and I've, I mean every single week I have people who come here just to buy a holiday house and they yeah. suddenly are saying I'm also going to move my family here now and uh, yeah. yeah so it, it's good. I think it's great they have an idea of Dubai they come here what we're finding is a lot of clients will say this is what I'm looking to spend this is my budget and then when they actually start seeing the lifestyle and you start showing them around, yeah, that goes changes. out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just want to buy that dream house, that yeah. family home where yeah. they can have everybody here. So, so yeah, so it's good. And do you think 
things will get even busier once more restrictions open? I think it can only get busier. Uh, we've got the expo coming up, which hopefully with these new changes to the, the business laws, so essentially company setups that, yeah. now can be now owned 100%. It's a very strict set of uh, sectors that are doing it, mainly manufacturing uh, and service industry. Um, but with the 100% ownership, it means that hopefully these people that are coming in from Expo will retain some of those people, um, which is good for everyone, right? More houses to be sold, companies to be set up. Um, so I think definitely for the next year foreseeable, it's going to, going to be growing. But um, yeah, Gosh, that makes we'll me see. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the law you just mentioned there, the company setup law, so that just passed on the 1st of June. Yeah. So what, do we, what else do we know about that at the moment? It's actually so implemented they've, they've now. So they've announced on the 2nd, they announced uh, the sectors. It's a very specific set of sectors. Um, like I said, mainly uh, service manufacturing industries. Uh, there's a paid up share capital as well, so it looks like you're going to have to pay up a, a specific amount of share capital. That amount's not known yet? Uh, th no, they've already announced the amounts. Uh, it ranges from 5 million dirhams up to 100 million dirhams. Obviously, those 100 million dirhams are large you know, manufacturing sectors um, and finance related sectors. But uh, when you compare the paid up share capital to paying tax or something like that in Europe, it's a small price to pay. Yeah. Yeah. For a 100% owned property, a uh, 100% owned company, you know, uh, in the Dubai Economic Department free zone, uh, not a free zone, I should say, so in the Dubai Economic Department, um, I believe that it'll, it'll bring a lot of investment to Dubai. Great. Yeah. So you see yeah. more companies moving to Dubai as well as yeah. obviously yeah. Yeah, more investors yeah. and, and residents. Yeah. So we, we do a lot of, as, as well as the Dubai Economic Department setups, we do a lot of the free zone setups. Uh, predominantly because of what we do in the real estate industry, we're setting up companies for holding real estate. Um, and the two most popular for those is the JAFSA offshore and the RAC ICC offshore. Um, but you can buy property in any Dubai-based uh, company. Okay. Yeah, the reality is if you're just buying it to hold real estate, you're probably not going to go a DMCC because it's a little bit more expensive and it's more set up for you know, an actual running business mm. rather than with these free zone offshores. They're set up as holding companies essentially. For so property. lower setup costs, um, you know, lower administrative stuff throughout the, the process, uh, throughout the year of, yeah. yeah. If it's not actually a, a operating company, and as you say, it's more of a holding company for real estate, so what's the benefit of people actually setting up a JAFSA? Um, I mean, JAFSA and RAC ICC, uh, the, they're, they're much the same, okay. in all honesty. Uh, it's, it's all about the lower administrative work. So some free zones you have to do, audits, you might have to provide marketing plans and business plans and things like that when you're opening the company. Um, other free zones, you have to have an office space. These offshores are literally just shell companies set up to hold real estate. Uh, you don't have to have an office. You don't get, uh, you don't get a visa with these. So they're literally just, mm -hmm. just shell companies. Um, so they're ideal for holding, holding real estate, basically. And why are investors doing that rather than buying it in personal names? Why is it better? It better used to, to be more around the Sharia, Sharia law. Mm -hmm. So um, if you hold real estate in a company name, 
the uh, courts will look at uh, immovable assets and movable assets differently. Mm. So if the property is in a, a company name, uh, the shares might be easier to move around. Okay. Um, with the launch of wills, so DIFC has a will and Dubai Courts has always had a will, but with these wills now, which provides a lot of protection for uh, expats, non-Muslims, mm. um, it's becoming less and less used. Uh, the, the company setups are yeah, okay. definitely a lot le less used. Um, so in your job, um, in your role, very fast, very furious, dealing with lots of investors, lots of service related. Um, so what are you finding are the main challenges other than time, <laughs> which we never have enough of? Yeah, uh, I think definitely the main challenge would be, uh, I mean, individuals. So the people within a transaction, like I said, everybody's looking out for their own interests. So us as a middle non-biased party, um, we're quite lucky because the buyer tells us a little bit more information that they maybe wouldn't tell you. Uh, the seller tells us a little bit more information. The bank will give us insight on what's going on and what's being delayed. So having us involved means that uh, you know we have more information than, than most agents would if you were doing the deal. And um, essentially that, that is the hardest thing. You know, I mean, managing all of the people and bringing them together kind of move them towards the end path, which is the final transfer. Yeah, there's lots um, of layers to it and yeah, you want to kind of yeah. manage it it's all. It's like herding cats sometimes, <laughs> yeah. But the developers and the banks, so there's, there's 27 different banks in the UAE which lend, which have mortgages, right? So each one of those banks have their own policies, their own processes. So, um, you know, learning each one of those processes, each one of those policies, there's hundreds of developers as well which have their own processes yeah. and policies. With this app, hopefully it will streamline some of the NOC process. Um, the app? So the Dubai Arrest app now, you can order uh, an NOC, a resale NOC on the app. Okay. So once you've done your Form A, your Form B, your Form F, you can then, uh, the seller can then request an NOC on the property as well. Uh, those are currently only working on the properties which uh, service charges are paid through MOLAC, which is the, okay. the government uh, service charges system. But uh, that's in its infant stages at the moment. But that we're working towards those processes where hopefully, uh, you know, in a year's time, all NOCs will be done through that, which will hopefully streamline that developer process. But that, that's the biggest headache, learning all those different yeah. uh, banks, developers, processes, Nothing's things like that. consistent. It's they change every wrong. day. They, you know what I mean? So even with us doing 50 or 60 deals a month, uh, we still get surprised sometimes. So I would hate to be an agent who does, like, you know, even the best agents do four or five deals a month. Yeah. It's know. different banks yeah. as well. You're not using the same bank system. So yeah. yeah. You mentioned there about the REST app and the Moloch system. So do you work quite closely with the government in these processes? Uh, Generally, we try and so, I mean, everyone in, this, in the industry does an addendum. So we would do an addendum to the Form F. We always encourage, obviously, the agents need to do their own Form A and Form B and the Form F through the, the app. Um, it has its own problems sometimes. So what we usually do is we try and set up the addendum first. We get that signed up so that we have some time to get all of those forms done if there's any issues or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we definitely encourage people to use that because it is the way forward. Yeah. Um, make it streamlined, make it on It's gonna make app, everybody's make life efficient. so much easier. Yeah, 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 no, yeah that yeah. would be great. Yeah. So 
do you have any tips for buyers and sellers out there yeah. that you say watch out for this that you think you need to know this <laughs> yeah i think definitely three tips that i would provide would be take your time uh, don't rush into a purchase make sure that you you know you look around you do inspections you make sure that uh, you understand the deal the process the market right now is a seller's market, so it's a fast-paced market, so don't take too long. You because can't look around <laughs> yeah, too long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a weird one where uh, you have to find the happy medium between you know, taking your time and making sure you get deals done quickly. Um, the next thing I would say would be ask questions about if there's any risks inherited. Um, companies like ours, we're there to put in place uh, steps to make sure that if there is a risk, for instance, uh, paying out a seller's mortgage, what happens is the buyer has to use their own funds to clear the seller's mortgage. So we make sure that blocks and other processes which the government has provided to put in place. Mm. So God. ask questions about are there any risks, is there something that I need to understand? If you're a mortgage buyer, make sure certain terms are put in there about um, about if you don't get your mortgage offer letter that you can pull out without penalty. Mm. Um, make sure that now with, with Dubai's real estate becoming a little bit older, um, I think something that's not talked about a huge amount is the surveys and the other things like that. I think in the next few years, we're gonna have to start to look at, mm. at that a bit more. How many people do surveys on their properties? It's not a huge thing Under half a percent. Half, yeah. half a percent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not even 50%, half nobody. a percent. Nobody, nobody Why does is that? service. Uh, I mean, Dubai, it's still a new real estate industry, isn't it? Mm. So most properties are quite new. Uh, still have that 10 year building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're getting past that area with areas like Arabian Ranches and uh, Jumeirah Gulf Estates mm. and other areas like that. They are uh, older. They're, they're getting older. So I think another point is if it is an older property, maybe get a professional to go in and have a look through it. Um, I know that there's companies out there who are doing a more, uh, rather than looking at, so they're looking at the structural issues, making sure there's no structural issues or anything mm -hmm. like that. But I think that's a, another hint, which I think people don't really consider here because the market moves so quick and thing, things happen mm -hmm. so quickly. Um, but uh, I think it's something that probably the industry needs to talk about. I think about it soon. might actually be seen to where it'll be written in contracts subject to a surveyor's report. Yeah, again, it's a tough one because quite often the sellers will want you to do that before they sign yeah. a contract. So we're, we're, gonna, we're still working out how to, how yeah. to stick that into to the process. That process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just a maturing market, yeah. isn't it? That, that, yeah, that, that but again, it's, it is becoming more and more used. Like five years ago, nobody did one. Now I'm starting to see a few of them come through. Um, is that because of the European investors and that's what they maybe, do in yeah, their own countries? Maybe, so yeah, it might, influenced? yeah, it might yeah. be because that's the standard process in Europe. You would have a surveyor come through and look at everything. Mm -hmm. The banks obviously do their own valuations, um, but I think probably a little bit more needs to be done on the structural side of things and finding out whether or not you know, this wall has an NOC to be put up, things like that. Mm. Um, you, you mentioned before there about uh, valuations and banks. Are we seeing a bit of disruption? Um, are we seeing prices that are being sold and valuations coming in 
No, matching generally, or? no, generally at the moment, uh, the banks are pretty good with valuations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had many come back under. Uh, so I think obviously the market's going up, which is and they're going up with it. The banks are moving in time at the with moment. That. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. So haven't had many, many come back under at all. I think in the the turn right where the market was going from down to up, that's where we were having a few issues. But uh, yeah, in the last six months, not really any any issues. That's yeah. good. Good. So Tristan, we're always very busy. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. Um, we have to do jobs we're passionate about. So tell me, what do you like most about what you do? Uh, the main thing would be dealing with people. So it's um, you know meeting new people, meeting shakes, meeting sports personalities, meeting, meeting famous people, um, just you know interesting people that we come across. Uh, Dubai is a great uh, you know cooking pot of uh, interesting people. Let's just say that coming here. So definitely that's the main the main thing. Uh, and then ov obviously the the fact that we're helping people buy a property uh, or sell a property. Um, and just, you know, especially if it's a, a, a difficult deal, um, at the end everyone's happy. I mean, you've got to realise that we're helping people buy a property, right? So it's, it's one of the happiest times of someone's life. Mm. So uh, that, that brings a lot of joy as well, you know what I mean? Um, Nothing worthwhile is easy in yeah. some cases. I don't, I don't get time usually to, uh, to revel in it. It's usually right next one straight away, but I, I have a short, short period of uh, happiness and yeah. you know, happy that someone's bought a property. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. It's the same as us with yeah. real estate, people and matching them with the property and helping people realize dreams. So yeah, yeah. do it for the same reasons. Yeah, sounds corny. But <laughs> we can be yeah. corny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, thank you. Thank you Pleasure. for joining us today. Um, great having you. Pleasure. And uh, yeah, hope Hopefully you'll it wasn't come too boring. Hope <laughs> you'll come and do it again with us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thank you, Tristan. Done. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Property Talk from Louise's Lounge. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have any comments or suggestions or feedback that you'd like to hear on future episodes, please do get in touch. Thank you again. See you soon. Mm -hmm.